With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Friday. It's a meat Friday at that. Welcome to the program. The Traeger is all fired up. In fact, multiple Traegers. We got ribs, pulled pork, Italian sausage. We got little Smokies and bacon-wrapped mummy head meatloaf. All of that on the Traeger. Welcome to the program. Got a busy show. Matt Ryan, fresh off the win last night over Carolina, will join us coming up shortly. Michael Wilbon from Pardon the Interruption. Chris Fowler, great college football voice for the mothership. And the manager of the Dodgers, Dave Roberts, will join us as well. You can take part in the program. You can dial us up. You can email. You can tweet. Do all the above. Say good morning to our TV partner, Peacock. You can watch for free. Download the app and join us. Also, say good morning to Chat Row, our very loyal diehard fans, and uh, those watching and also those listening on our Fox Sports Radio lineup, numbering 366 radio affiliates around America. McLevin always has a Halloween unveiling, and if you're watching now, I'm not sure if he can top last year, but uh, McLevin is somewhere in the man cave getting ready for his big unveiling. For, oh, I caught a peek of it. Ooh. Okay. Is McLovin ready? <laughs> Give me a second. Okay. All right. You know, it's never, I don't know if anything can top uh, punt, pass, and kick Andy Reid and, from last year because that's world famous. And but I caught a peek of what he's got this year. Yeah, I thought McLovin, and that was trending, that picture that he had. So McLovin, if you, if you remember when Andy Reid, the Chiefs coach, was in the punt, pass, and kick competition, I think he's 12 or 13, but he, he looks like, you know, he's a grown man. He's about 6'2", probably 220, and uh, he's standing next to these other kids. So McLovin reenacted that last year as his Halloween costume with the help of his daughter. And I guess McLovin is ready for the big unveiling, the annual Halloween costume. Are you uh, the... the uh, <laughs> The Georgia Bulldogs kicker, Rodrigo Blankenship. Is that right? <laughs> Fabulous. Okay. 
<laughs> I, you're gonna you have to take off your helmet, I think, McLovin. I don't think you can get your headphones over it, but uh, looks good. Looks good. Thanks. Yeah, I've always wanted to do this costume. A kicker who wears glasses is right up my alley. <laughs> so Rodrigo Blankenship gets the honors this year. I think he's on the Colts now. Yeah, he's a rookie on the Colts. He's really good, actually. Okay. But everyone, of course, knows him. Is like, wait, is that kicker wearing glasses? <laughs> Well done, McLovin. I, I've done this, and I do this every year, where I always think maybe this is the year I wear a costume. What I'm always worried about is something tragic happens in sports, and, you know, you have to react to that. You're dressed up as the Scarecrow from yeah. Uh, yeah. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I'm, I'm little <laughs> Bo Peep, whatever. Because I watch the Today Show, and the Today Show every year, and I keep thinking, I mean, there's something that could happen, certainly this year. That could, you know, and all of a sudden you're giving a news update and you're you know, dressed like the Mandalorian or whatever. McLevin, well done. The Mandalorian, very, uh, are, are you into the Mandalorian? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm shocked to hear no, that reference from no, you. No, The only reason why I know about the Mandalorian is I saw Kenny Mayne in one of the commercials or promos for it on the mothership. Seems very natural and not forced or sponsored. No, no. So pumped, though. You are for the Mandalorian. Oh, Man- my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Who or what is the Mandalorian? It's like the bounty hunter from uh, Star Wars. Okay. Okay. And, you know, Baby Yoda yeah. is uh, a, big, a big character. But how many Mandalorians have there been? Like, do I have to have seen one before to understand this one? Well, it's like a, is it, it was a, there was a f- whole first season. Oh, they had a series, that, yeah, like they yeah, had yeah. episodes of The Mandalorian. Right, right, okay, right, right. Okay, and now you have a movie. Carl Weathers is in it, too. Carl Weathers, Rocky. okay. Famous for Rocky. Paul and uh, Happy Gilmore. He's the caddy who loses his arm to an alligator. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, all right, welcome to the program. Um, it's a Friday, and that means Fritzy's going to have his Halloween names coming up as well. Yes, Todd. No, I'm excited about that. We added some. Uh, I know in pe- previous years it was a lot of the same ones, but uh, we definitely have some new ones. We're all looking forward to that. I'm excited about it. But you know what? You know, maybe at the end of the hour. How's, how about that? Whenever you want. I yeah, just, well, I'd like to work that in if you, we can do that. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure you've freshened up the list, and uh, you did a great job with the guest list today, and you might be able to kick back a little bit and just do your Halloween sports name. That would be nice. Yes. This program brought to you by Breeders' Cup. On November 6th and 7th, the world's best thoroughbreds compete in 14 great races at the Breeders' Cup World Championships. Learn more at breederscup.com slash 2020. Catch all the action live on NBC Sports. So, your headlines, the Falcons beat the Panthers. Trevor Lawrence has tested positive, mild symptoms of uh, the coronavirus. More on that coming up in a moment. The White Sox hire Tony La Russa, and the Tigers grab the former Houston manager, A.J. Hinch. This weekend, it's BC and Clemson. That line has fluctuated. I think it's gone down about a touchdown. I think Clemson was favored by a little over 30, maybe 30 and a half. Now it's down to around 23 and a half because of the uh, Trevor Lawrence situation. Texas, Oklahoma State, Ohio State, and Penn State, some of the uh, juicier matchups. Back to Trevor Lawrence because the key is that he could be in quarantine. for 10 days. That's what it's supposed to be, 10 days. But when did the 10 days start? That's the key because 
the Clemson athletic department, their information is that he tested positive on Wednesday. You're tested three times during the week. He tested positive on Wednesday. And if you do the math with the Notre Dame game on Saturday night, a week from tomorrow, and uh, I was talking to somebody who is uh, a source close to the Notre Dame football program who said, we're expecting Trevor Lawrence to play in this game. (laughs) So it's not going to be one of those, I don't know, who do we prepare for? They're, from what I'm told, preparing for Trevor Lawrence. Yes, Todd. And the rule is you got to count 10 days from the time you start experiencing some type of symptoms from uh, what's being reported. So then do you fudge that? When exactly was that day? Will 10 days uh, expire right before the Notre Dame game? As I was told by a source, Clemson's math will be a little bit different than everybody else's math when it comes to this. I'm guessing Trevor probably had some symptoms and then it became official on Wednesday. So Tuesday probably had some symptoms, mild, and then all of a sudden uh, he uh, tested positive. Yeah, Paul. If Clemson were in the SEC, he'd be cleared by lunchtime today. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's how they roll. I don't think he would have tested positive. Nope. No. Nothing nope. good can happen than that. No. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. When you watch the Falcons, you can't help but wonder what could have been. Not just the blown Super Bowl lead against the Patriots, but one day Julio Jones is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Matt Ryan might be in the Hall of Fame as well. And there's a good chance they're not going to have any Super Bowls to show for it. But, you know, you start to look at this team and you go, there's a lot of talent. And there is on the offensive side of the ball. In fact, the former Falcon Tony Gonzalez, who works for Fox, called them the best one in six team he'd ever seen. Last night, they improved to 2-6 and six with the win against Carolina. And once again, they showed they have way too much talent to have a losing record. Julio Jones looked unstoppable in the first part of the first half of the game. Uh, Todd Gurley had another touchdown. He's got eight rushing touchdowns. And, you know, it, it feels like Matt Ryan is playing some of his best football here. It'll be interesting to see what they do at the trade deadline. There's been all this talk of do you trade Matt Ryan? Can you trade Matt Ryan? Do you trade Julio Jones? Can you? What if you win three or four in a row? Then what do you do? I think this is going to be one of those situations, and we've seen this before with teams, where they start out slow, and then all of a sudden they win just enough that takes them out of getting any of these you know big ticket items. Because if you win a couple more games, if you beat Detroit and you beat Dallas, Those are two games that are almost impossible to lose. And you did. Then we might be looking at a different team here. And then maybe their approach to the trade deadline is different. But do you rebuild? Do you reload in Atlanta? And that's a big decision coming up. Because I do think, and I thought that they were one of those on the periphery playoff teams. I thought that they were on on that edge of they could make the playoffs. I thought they had that much talent, certainly offensively. But... We'll talk to uh, Matt Ryan. He'll join us coming up in a little bit. What kind of poll question do you have for us? Okay. Uh, we were discussing pre-show. Who would you rather have as a manager if you're a random team right now? Tony LaRussa or A.J. Hinch? Wow. So I got Tony LaRussa, and now you can't mention his name without saying how old he is. He is. So he's 76. He's a Hall of Famer. I think he's got the third most wins in baseball history. He's got three World Series championships. A.J. Hinch coming off what happened with the Astros. He got suspended, paid the price. Uh, obviously a young, much younger guy going to Detroit. 
you know what kind of surprised me is it felt like baseball fans were more upset that Tony La Russa was back in baseball than A.J. Hinch was getting a second chance, which I didn't understand because A.J. Hinch was part of a cheating scandal with the Astros. Now, he paid his price, got suspended, uh, and he'll wear that scarlet letter the rest of his coaching managerial career. It felt like, hey, Tony, why don't you let a younger guy manage? I, I don't understand the hire by the White Sox. I thought the White Sox were a really talented young team. But, you know, you got Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the White Sox, who let Tony go back in the 80s, and I think he always regretted that. And Tony went to the A's, he went to the Cardinals, and here he is going, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. And now you you bring him back, which, and people are like, oh, he's old school, he's not going to embrace analytics. And I go, wait, wait, wait. Are these the same people who crushed Kevin Cash of Tampa Bay because he embraced analytics and wasn't old school? Didn't have that gut feeling when he went to the mound to take out Blake Snell. Tony La Russa is all gut feeling. But he said, I'd be crazy not to embrace the analytics. I mean, you have the information. It's what you do with the information. It happens here every morning where there's so much information I have. It's how do I incorporate that in the show? How much do I incorporate? How much do I not? How much do I rely on just stats here? Or how much is it on opinions? And Tony LaRusso is a smart guy, obviously. He'll embrace the analytics. But I think when he goes onto the baseball field, he also understands, I got to have a feeling for the game when I'm watching it. But people were, it just felt like this reaction was like, he's, he's old and old school. And I go, okay. And meanwhile, A.J. Hinch going to the Tigers. Oh, okay. Yeah, good for him. But back to Tony LaRusso, I'm going, wait, A.J. Hinch? Like, okay, everybody's okay now? And plus, you know, A.J. Hinch going to the Tigers, not a lot of coverage there, kind of a, you know, average team, below average team. The White Sox were a playoff team, and they got, they have a, a great nucleus there. But I just didn't understand the Tony La Russa, and I'm not an ageist. I'm not going to go, oh, you can't give him the job because he's 76. If they want to give him the job, great. I just didn't understand it. I thought, you know, are you going to go with a younger manager there? you got a young team. You know, the way baseball's being played, managed. You know, do you need somebody who is bought into today's style? And that's what I thought they were going to do. In fact, I thought A.J. Hinch might be a guy that the White Sox were going to hire. But Tony La Russa is back. And then I heard uh, a couple of people uh, on talk radio say, well, what if he doesn't do well? You know, does that hurt his Hall of Fame resume? And I'm going... Mm, no, you can't take him out of the Hall of Fame. He's in. And maybe he adds to his resume. I don't know. But I was just surprised of all the people to hire. And you go, you know, we got our guy, Tony LaRussa. And I remember when, you know, we started to just see the name reappear. And I go, oh, probably in the front office. Because I think he worked for the Diamondbacks in the front office. And I thought... Oh, okay. I get that. Back with Jerry Reinsdorf, White Sox, full circle, and then all of a sudden, nope, he's going to be the manager. Yeah, Todd. And maybe that's just what baseball needs, a different look at things, someone that's going to go with their gut and mix things up a little bit and not just go by what's printed out of some uh, computer. I'm okay with it. I, I, like I, it didn't offend me. It didn't ruin my day. I, I was just surprised that you have you know, all this 
you know, youth in the game and approach to the game. And, are, you know, are you going to stay with that? And then you bring in somebody who is in their mid-70s. Like, how long does he want to manage? That was the first thing I thought was, what's the, what's the big picture here? One year, two years, three years? Now, do you bring him in to groom somebody else to take over for him? So I'm not sure. Yeah, McLevin. I'm still confused. Isn't he the godfather of all this, using the bullpen like crazy, batting a pitcher eighth? Uh, he used computers early. Yes. I, I thought that Tony helped ruin the game because he yeah. would always bring in a lefty and a, versus a lefty and then the righty versus the right. He would make all kinds of pitching changes. So I didn't. I thought he was new school before anybody else was. I really thought that. But the reaction is, oh, he's not going to embrace analytics. Tony was, Tony was always called a genius. I don't think that was just based off of gut you know, moves that he had on the field. That he actually knew, he studied all of this stuff. But A.J. Hinch going to the... I'm glad that he got another opportunity. He did pay a pretty steep price there. Because, you know, the players, you know, they cooperated. Uh, Major League Baseball couldn't do anything with the Astros, so they had to do something with the uh, manager and the GM. And A.J. paid a price here. And now he gets a chance to take over the Tigers. Good for him. And it's not over for him because he's going to hear about it. You know, if, if they do well, people are going to go, oh, uh, is he cheating again? If they don't do well, then they're going to, you know, make fun of the fact that uh, they need to cheat to win. And it's a completely different team with the Tigers. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. 
As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well... If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. He's in his car right now. Matt Ryan, the elusive Matt Ryan. Deceptively quick, the second greatest running quarterback in Falcons history, Matt Ryan, who joins us on the program. Matt, thanks for joining us. How did you uh, feel about last night's performance? You know what? It was a good win for us, Um, particularly the way it happened. I think, you know, for our defense, stepping up, getting a stop at the end of the game, uh, you know, correcting some of what has gone on uh, early in the year for us to get that right was uh, was good. So hopefully it can springboard us and we can play a really good second half of the season. Is your voice hoarse from last night? It's a little bit hoarse, uh, a little bit of yelling, a little bit of uh, just being on the field. I usually, I typically lose my voice typically the day after a game. Have you ever lost it before a game? No, thank God. Uh, you know, that that would be a problem if we did. But also, you don't have to yell as loud because there's no fans. It is it is kind of nice. Going on the road, uh, typically it'd be a lot worse than this. Uh, but going on the road with minimum fans now makes it a little bit easier for the communication, the cadence, that kind of stuff. Uh, that part of it has actually been good. How would you describe your touchdown run last night? I liked it. I, I, <laughs> I think that was the longest touchdown run I've had in my career. So uh, for sure, the best touchdown I've had. Yeah, I and I, I was wondering if you're a 1,000-yard rusher, and you blew past that a long time ago. You got 1,300 yards. I was going to say, I'm closing in on 2,000. <laughs> I'm 2,000-yard rusher here. Do you remember when Brady celebrated when he he said, I'm a 1,000-yard rusher in my career? Luck, yeah, he, he took a little longer to get there than I did, so I feel, I feel pretty good about my accomplishment. How would you recap the first eight weeks? It's been wild. Uh, it really has. You know, I, I've, I've been, you know, trying to scratch my head because I, I don't feel like we're two and six, you know, and uh, I feel like we've been in every game that we've played. We just uh, we've had some crazy losses. And, um, you know, that's kind of the silver lining in it, too. What, what I tell the guys is that, 
you know, we're right there. We've been in every game we played. There's no reason we can't be in every game we're going to play the rest of the year and see what happens. I thought you guys were a borderline playoff team, plus the extra playoff spot. I, I thought you guys just had way too much talent. And you guys have found creative ways to lose games. Like, how much do you take upon yourself, you know, with these fourth quarter leads that you guys have blown? I think Bears, Lions, and, of course, the Cowboys. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's it's – you. I think any competitor takes it on themselves. You look at, you know, what, you know, what you could have done differently to, to ensure the outcome. And, um, you know, it's tough because I feel like there's been a lot of positives. I, I, I really do. I feel like we've done a lot of really good things and just had some, some, some really strange ways to, uh, to lose games. And uh, it's disappointing because we could very easily have three or four more wins and, um, you know, we don't. So we've, we've just got to find a way to get really hot here in the second half. Yeah. And if you have three more wins, then all of a sudden it's different at the trade deadline. You know, people have talked about, do they move you? Do they move Julio Jones? You know, is everybody available at the trade deadline? And I don't know if that's still the case. Like, how do you process that when you hear it or read it? Yeah, it's, I mean, I've never been in this situation before in my career, uh, you know, where, where your name is being tossed around, but you know, I, I just know that if if you're concerned with that, um, you know, it takes away from you being prepared to play last night. And so um, I've always tried to, you know, stay narrow focused and, and focus on, you know, the, the opponent that we're playing that week and just dive into that game plan. Um, you know, but but I also I want to be here. There's, there's no doubt about that. I've been here my entire career. I love this organization and uh, Mr. Blank and, and, and everybody have been incredible to me during my time here. So. You know, I really want to get this thing turned around and, and find a way to get a championship here in Atlanta. And just so you know, in case any of this information or whatever is said on radio or TV got back to you, I said if they ever moved you that I thought the 49ers would be the ideal place so you could you could reunite with Kyle Shanahan. So I'm just saying that that was just a gut feeling. If the Falcons would happen to do that, that's where I, I thought you were going to end up. So I... I, I didn't have any information, obviously. I just thought that might be a, a nice landing spot for you. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to know. I, I don't want to get you in trouble or add a quote to it or anything because this was just an opinion I had when I, I was told three weeks ago, hey, will they look at uh, trading Julio or, and or you? And then I just you know started to look at locations, and I thought maybe that would be the place if it happened. So... I think they would be – we were talking about this yesterday. Like, people forget how great Julio Jones is. There's no doubt. I mean, he played he played incredible last night. But um, I think he just tied Randy Moss for 125-yard-plus games that, yeah. that he had last night. And he's unbelievable. There, there's no doubt about it. And um, he's just he's – such, he's such a soft-spoken, quiet guy. Um, you know, he doesn't – create a lot of issues so you don't hear a ton about him but his production is through the roof and um you know people in the game know uh he is he's the best there is and um historically he's one of the best of all time plus you got the emergence of calvin ridley who i was getting the feeling he might have been neck and neck there with julio or maybe looking at your you know being the number one receiver there with the falcons for sure. He's, he's definitely, you know, he's a bona fide number one uh, in this league. He just happens to play to play opposite one of, one of the all time greats. And so um, hopefully he's going to be healthy for us. He got nicked up a little bit last night. Hopefully he's going to be fine as we move forward, but 
uh, he's a guy who's who's definitely breaking through, and um, I think he's going to be a great player for a long time in this league. All right, since you won last night, I can now look back on the game against the Lions, and, and we have audio of you telling Todd, don't score. I mean, that's it, a tough position. He, I don't think he was trying to. I think just his pad level was low. I mean, he definitely wasn't trying to. His, his pad level was low. It's just a, a tough spot. Um, you know, and, and, and funny things happen sometimes in sports. And that, that was um, definitely a tough way to win. But Todd's an amazing teammate. He played awesome for us last night. And, uh, you know, I've really enjoyed having him here this year. Yeah, not many guys uh, get credit for a, uh, a game-losing touchdown. But that's a new stat, I think, that we have. It's a game-losing touchdown. Yeah, I don't like those. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. Those, those, I, those aren't good. But explain something to me. You said don't score, get the first. But you already had, it was first and goal from the 10. So I didn't know, like, what was I missing there that you said don't score, get the first? Well, I think I, I only, I mean, I didn't see much of it, but I, it, chronologically how they splice those things isn't necessarily always, you know, just accurate. So, I mean, that might've been from a down and distance before. I'm not, I'm not really sure okay. of, of the exact audio, but, um, but definitely, uh, you know, just a disappointing way to lose last couple of weeks, but, you know, nice to, to write the ship last night. If your kids come home and say they want to dress up as Patrick Mahomes for Halloween. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> what if they say Tom Brady? Get out. <laughs> any other quarterback how about is there any player they could dress up that wouldn't be on the falcons you'd be okay with no just trust me those those two uh patrick mahomes is we're all fans of him there there's no doubt so i love uh both those guys they're both amazing players uh but you know our, our boys need to know where their loyalty lies <laughs> they, did you they, ever they, they, did you ever dress up as an athlete for halloween I was uh, Eric Lindros one year uh, <laughs> growing up in Philadelphia. I had Eric Lindros on, on rollerblades. It was, that was a pretty good costume for me. Didn't he have a strange number? Wasn't he like 77 or 87, something like that? He, oh, he, had, a, he had a really think, high number. I think he was 88. I think, 88. I think he might have been 88. 80, yeah. 80, 88, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, it's always great to talk to you. Certainly it's a little better after a win, but uh, thanks for joining us as always, Matt. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you, man. All right. That's Matt Ryan, Falcons quarterback. Big uh, big win last night and a running touchdown there as well. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Got a little bit of information yesterday because I was curious what was happening with Nebraska. Was Nebraska going to be able to schedule a game? I had told you once Wisconsin said that they couldn't play against Nebraska this weekend, Wisconsin started calling around to see if they could get a school that maybe, uh, you know, one double A, a smaller school. And they found one in Tennessee, Chattanooga, who was willing to fly to Nebraska. And I think they were going to get paid $300,000. And then we, uh, I was told, they have to get permission from the Big Ten. And I said, well, did they ask for permission prior to finding an opponent? And I was told, no, they didn't. I go, you know, Nebraska's already uh, kind of tweaked their noses at uh, the Big Ten. 
earlier this year when they sort of decided that they wanted to go out and they were going to go rogue and just play because Big Ten wasn't going to play. This is what I got yesterday. The presidents in the Big Ten agreed no non-conference games prior to the restart here. Ohio State and Michigan were for Nebraska playing because they know it could happen to them. They revisited this yesterday, but no traction. Ohio State realizes that if they get a game canceled, they still want to be able to schedule a game just so they have enough games to play in the Final Four. And Michigan is thinking the same way. If Wisconsin can't have all these games, Wisconsin's not going to be able to have any thought of competing for one of those Final Four spots. Ohio State knows this is really tricky right now. They can't afford they can't afford anything to happen where the, a game is canceled. And they're not making up these games. So Ohio State and Michigan, I don't know if they lobbied for uh, Nebraska to be able to play, but they were certainly in, in their favor of, uh, or in their corner for them to be able to play a football game this weekend because they know that that could happen to them. Uh, Mike D'Antoni is going to be an assistant coach under Steve Nash, according to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. Is that reversed? Do you have that reversed? D'Antoni's an assistant coach under Steve Nash. Together, D'Antoni and Nash were the architects of the seven seconds or less offense with the Phoenix Suns in the mid-2000s. I don't know what style they play, because if you bring in Mike, and he's always been an up-tempo coach, but this is a little bit different team with the Nets. And then what style does Steve Nash want to play? I'm assuming that they're going to want to maybe revisit seven seconds or less of offense. But I'd have to check in with the head coach, Kyrie Irving, to see what kind of style the Nets are going to play. And the other head coach, Kevin Durant. So they have like four sort of head coaches there with the Brooklyn Nets. With D'Antoni, Steve Nash, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. Yeah, Paul. This would be like Mark McGuire getting a manager's job and bringing in Tony La Russa as his bench coach. Mm. So if McGuire had gotten the White Sox job right. and then brought Tony La Russa in. Which is not a bad idea, by the way. <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> All right, we got a poll question, McLevin? Yeah, I have a quick follow-up on your Big Ten thing. You said right. Ohio State and Michigan support Nebraska because they want to get enough games to qualify possibly for a college football playoff. Yeah. So that's is there a caveat where that's assuming that the – Ohio State-Michigan game is canceled because otherwise, like, Michigan can't qualify for the college football playoff. But if they beat Ohio State... No, no. Yeah, no, it's like I said, if that game has to be canceled... Oh. See, it's a joke on Michigan can't beat Ohio State. Oh, I was in my serious voice. And, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not used to you saying something I, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm used to the whole, <laughs> the whole back row not saying anything yeah, funny. That was that. a disaster. Yeah. Speaking of that... Uh, you know, it's a tradition unlike any other. I don't know how many years we've been doing this, 15 years. But Todd, every holiday, somehow incorporates sports names into the holiday. Yes, he... It used to just be an email that was sent. To, yes. And it never made it on air for years at the mothership. I did my best to keep it off air. Right, right. And but you were successful for a very long Fritzie time. Fritzy circumvented Paulie and then went right to me. <laughs> but you guys started that at SportsCenter a long time ago. Some of the people you're not going to be hearing from today and you do the... You know, cute little play on words name. Yeah. So that was, I didn't create this. But I figured, you know what? You booked Matt Ryan. You booked Michael Wilbon. Chris Fowler's joining us. Dave Roberts is joining us. That's pretty solid and proving. And I just thought, you know what? 
Why don't you take the day off and let's revisit the Halloween names as we go back to 2017 here on the Dan Patrick Show. Mike Myers, Lon Kruger. Lon Kruger? He's still, he's not. If you can answer where he's coaching right now, you get to do this list for the next 10 years. He was in Chicago for a while, then he went to Iowa State or something. I thought he went something with Iowa. That could be wrong. <laughs> Boo Weekly. Oh, God. Oh, no. DeAndre Goolsby. I'm not sure who he is. That came up somewhere. Evil Knievel. I think that's a good one. Remember Evil Knievel? He jumped up. Candy Maldonado. Yeah, Candy Maldonado. <laughs> Duffy Dyer. Snickers Johnson from the LPGA Tour. Frankie Musketeer. No, no, no. Jack Youngblood. Frank Gore. Frank Gore is the best. We love Every Frank year. Gore. Every year. This is it. Dave Casper, the friendly ghost. Dave Casper. Adam Graves. Tom Fears. <laughs> a thousand Je- years old. Jerry Kill. You have nobody who is relevant now. These are, But these are the ghostly, ghastly, spooky sports names. Russ Grimm. Oh, Russ Grimm. that's a good one. And Fritzy does a face when he says Grimm. The brothers Grimm. Russ Grimm. Redskins. Rick Sweet. And the final two, uh, we'll get you out with these two. Chocolate Thunder. That was Daryl Dawkins, right? Chocolate Thunder. Okay. And the Galloping Ghost. That was a nickname. Okay, that was 2017. Do you got an updated list or are we revisit? Do you revisit any of these names? I, I have a bunch of names that were some of those. You but can't I'm not use any of those. Okay, I have new ones. How many new ones do you have? I think I have like maybe like 30 new ones. Oh, God. Or 20? I can go quickly with I them. Rip I don't know if we're going to fit through it in one minute. Is this Once we get to the end of the hour, I'm done for the day with these because I have some names. Let's just rip through and see how many you get. Okay, I'm trying to try not to repeat the ones that I just heard. If, if you have a really bad one, then I, then I cut you off. Okay, I had Sam, I'm seeing Ghost Donald. That was in a recent year or two when he said he was seeing Ghost. Okay. Now you don't want me to explain it. Okay, we got uh, Doug Jolly Rancher. Remember Doug Jolly? You know Doug Jolly. Okay, um, Joey Bats Batista. Gory Seeger. World Series champion, mm, Corey yeah, Seager. That's bad. Really? Yes. Boogeyman Cousins. Boogeyman Cousins. Michael Head Stonebreaker. Michael Head Stonebreaker is the way I should have said it. Michael Head Stonebreaker. The oh. former Notre Dame there linebacker. Okay. Carrie Williams. I think he played for the Giants a while back. Carrie, yeah. like Sissy Spacek from the movie. Uh, Bill Norman Bates. Carl Spider Lockhart. Do you have anybody who has played in the I'm 2000s? Bobby Murder. Mercer. Bobby Murder, I mean. Randall Tex Macabre. Macabre. <laughs> Jack Hacksaw Reynolds. You got to like that one. Um, I'm just going to want to read ones that we just did. Uh, Eli Bobbing for Apple. Eli Bobbing for Apple. You like that one. Okay, we got uh, Damian Woody from The Omen. Shane Hannibal Leckler. There was a, there was a player named Shane Leckler, I'm pretty sure. Shane Hannibal Leckler. Like Leckler. The Undertaker. That was a wrestler. Chucky Person. Chucky. <laughs> Dwayne Dedman. Remember him? Dwayne Dedman. Steve Psycho Lions. Okay, we'll get to the good stuff. Here we go. George Skittle. Can I do that instead of Kittle? George Skittle? Tory Haunter. What? Pee Wee Reese's. Tory Haunter. Instead of Hunter. Pee Wee Reese's. Hershey Hawkins. Luis Apparitiono. Luis Apparitiono. Was Luis Apparitiono? Tom Coffin. Giants coach? That's Coffin. God, it only happens once a year, think. Annabelle Lewis, British track and field sprinter. Annabelle. That's scary doll. I think we're done. I think we're done. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I I even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I told Michael Wilbon years ago, I said, if you start this part in the interruption show, you're going to be stuck with Kornheiser for 20 years. 
Well, we're on 19 years, Mike. Can you make it another year with Kornheiser? <laughs> we can go longer than that. By the way, I, Steve Fuller, I actually knew that answer. Steve Fuller, quarterback, the Bears, and he actually won a playoff game because um, Jim McMahon was hurt in 1984, the year before the you know, super team and the shuffle and all that, and the year before they won. He's in the shuffle video. Steve Fuller, yeah. Yeah, he beat uh, – I think he was – I'm pretty sure he was a starting quarterback, beat the Redskins, crushed the Redskins, and they were defending NFC champions in Washington. I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to say that anymore, the Washington football team. Yes, of course. Uh, but, yeah, I think I pretty much Fuller was number four, was in the video and won that game. Growing up in Chicago, did you go as an athlete uh, on Halloween? Wow, Dan. No, I don't think I ever did. I did that when it's boring stuff like scarecrows and skeletons. I don't think I ever like got you know like yeah you mean like got dressed up as Gail Sayers or Ernie Banks or something yeah you know I must have done it once I I but you know what you know this it you just couldn't get a uniform anywhere back then when we were kids right yeah. and you had a hat like it was a big deal if you got a batting helmet you went on went to a game on batting helmet day but we didn't have uniforms and jerseys and stuff did we. I don't remember that they weren't into marketing like that back right. then. And, and you would get, you could get those plastic batting helmets that they would, you know, strongly yeah. suggest you don't use this in a real That's game. Right. <laughs> That's it. So I don't think, I don't think, I think, I, I think Scarecrow and Skeleton was as good as it got for me. All right. Let me start with uh, Tony LaRussa going to the White Sox and AJ Hinch to the Tigers. I was surprised that the negative reaction was more towards Larusa coming yeah. back to the White Sox than AJ Hinch going to the Tigers. Why is yeah. that? Because we have a generation divide. We have a generation gap. You know, I mean, you look. You and I grew up in what was a called the originally the original generation gap, right between us and our 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 sort of slightly post World War II parents. That was supposed to be the big generation gap. That's nothing. That is nothing. We came around ultimately to, you know, I would say to my father, is all you want to do listen to Nat King Cole and Frank Sinatra? And then in, in 30 years, I listened to <laughs> Nat King Cole and Frank Sinatra, right? Yeah. And then my parents said, oh, yeah, I'll try some Marvin Gaye. I'll have, I'll have some more Marvin Gaye. I'll have some more. That is not happening. That is not happening now. We have a generation gap, which is frightening. And these, these, I'm sure these, there, or I'm, I'm told there are people in the organization, not to mention players who just look at Larusa as some fossil, and he, they, just, they don't want anybody who's not their age looking at Instagram all day. We have a really serious, uncrossable, making up a word now, not spanable generation gap in the world, and 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 this higher. That's why I think we're, we're hearing so much negativity about LaRusso. Well, a couple of things came to mind when I saw the hire. I, I was like, of all the people available, why Tony LaRusso? And why does Tony want to come back and manage now at his age? Uh, that's a young team. It's a playoff team. And then you also had this, oh, he's not going to embrace analytics. And I go, wait a minute. That's what you're bothered by, that Tony won't embrace <laughs> analytics? We we just railed on Kevin Cash with Tampa embracing analytics. Now we want to make sure that Tony LaRusso is going to embrace analytics. I'm thinking Tony was embracing analytics before I think any other manager was. Yeah, uh, uh, to a degree. And that's the problem with today's baseball. 
You know, you, you have so many people who just want to be, they don't want to embrace. They want, to, they want somebody to be slavishly devoted to it. They'd rather have a mathematician. They, they want all the business guys. They want guys who study and favor probability. They don't give a damn about having a manager who understands, you know, just the human element, the human condition. The fact that a guy might and his wife might be having a baby and he's going through something for two or three weeks at home. They don't want, no, no, just straight numbers. We don't want to have you actually manage people. I thought baseball took a massive step back to a couple of nights ago, massive step back. I thought it was a bad night for sport that we had a pitcher removed while he was trying to become Sandy Koufax or Bob Gibson for his team. I thought it was awful. I asked Johnny Bench about that, you know, the role that the catcher can play, because that's who I want to hear from. Yes. The catcher is going to say, Skip, they're not even close on these pitches, or they're catching up to him. His, you know, his curveball doesn't have bite. You know, that fastball, it's getting up a little bit. Now, if you tell me that, that's what I want to hear. Not this guy when he gets into third time around in the lineup, he gets roughed up. I, I would have just left him in for Mookie Betts. I, I would no have, question to I, see how he got through that because he has struck him out twice. But, Dan, they don't give a damn about what the catcher has to say. They're just studying cards. Yeah. Just think about think about the – okay, and baseball's the, the worst, the most offensive at it right now. But think about pro football. You have coaches. They're not thinking about the logic at the in the moment of going for two and what their team's morale is and what the opposition – no, they got a card. <laughs> They're looking at statistical probability. You know, I mean, you know, it's just – it's. But this is where pitching staffs are headed, which I don't like it. I don't either. Uh, but, you know, you're just – you're looking at, you know, what, what this is going to be. Is, is this just a, a phase? Nope. Nope. This is where they – this is – no. This is why so many people are up in arms about La Russa. It's not a phase. If it's a phase, Dan, it's one that you and I are not going to be on the other side <laughs> of the end of the phase. Yeah. But I think we're looking at – I think we're looking at this is the way the sport has gone. And I, I can't anticipate what trend might replace it 20 years from now. And I get it. I don't want to spend $300 million on Garrett Cole if I can spend $7 million a piece on 10 relievers who throw 100 miles an hour, and that's what their job is going to be. I mean, we're not going to see a contract like Garrett Cole's again in baseball because you don't need no. a starting pitcher. You might see those contracts for hitters, but you're not going to see it for a starting pitcher. Unless it's the Yankees or – look, unless somebody's a wild card and they – so out of 30 teams, how many are going to not be – everybody has embraced in, in, in analytics. How many are not going to be slavishly devoted? Who's going to be a thinker? Who's going to be an outlier? I mean, there'll be somebody. But the Dodgers, be- even with that payroll, they took Andrew Friedman from Tampa, so they took that philosophy and attached it to a big payroll – the fact that we went, the Dodgers are, this is a bullpen game. They have two starters. They have two starters who matter. I know, but just the fact that you go, this is a World Series. We always got caught up in those pitching matchups. Like, who's right. starting game two? Right. Uh, the bullpen is. The bu- that's what I mean. They only, the Dodgers <laughs> only have two starters, is what I should have been saying. Yeah. Only have two. I mean, who's gone into, who's gone into a postseason being fine with that? That's, well, that's- not having David Price, too, because he opted out. He would have yeah. been their third. He's Michael Wilbon from Pardon the Interruption. And then you have the situation with Justin Turner and baseball investigating 
the Dodgers. I think baseball should investigate baseball first, Mike, because how does this happen that it's inconclusive and then it is conclusive and then you take him out. Now, where does he go? And then what? He's not cordoned off. Why are we allowing results? When a game starts, should we be allowing for test results? They've been around everybody. And then you had what happened after the game as well, which I understand your teammates are fine with you. I'm not fine with Justin Turner being around the wives or girlfriends because they did not sign up for this. Here, here. The players, the players did, but we had no positives for 58 days or whatever it was. And you have women. I think there was one uh, woman who was uh, was pregnant. Pregnant, yeah. Yeah, and and they're out there, and everybody's you know intermingling, and I you know I had a real problem with baseball, and then Justin Turner was extremely selfish. He was, and I, I'm trying to figure out if I, I might hold the Dodgers more accountable because they knew Dan once, and I agree with you about why are you having results brought down the middle of the game. Well, they couldn't have gotten that done at six fifty eight before the team Eastern, before the teams took the field. But I'm, I mean, the Dodgers have to have some accountability. I mean, a, a large amount of accountability, it, it, at least once I presume it was baseball told the Dodgers Yeah. at that point, that obviously there's gotta be more protocols. If you, as if you need more protocols, well, apparently you do, but I, I don't know the Dodgers and Turner. And I wonder where this is going. I mean, they may investigate. This is going to be, and I asked Tony this yesterday, it's going to be like the NHL where, you know, if a hit results in a broken jaw, the guy's got to be out for two or three weeks or as long as he's out. But if there are no consequences, you know, he could be back the next night. What happens to Turner, who particularly is a free agent? Is, is it based on consequences suffered by others yeah. because of his actions? I, I, I don't know that I want to see that, but this is hard. This is I, I think you, you even brought up like a sliding scale. Is, you know, sometimes our reaction or the punishment has to fit the crime. Well, what's the crime? If nobody tests positive here, is he fine? Is his fine not as large? Uh, right. Or if somebody happens to test positive. And he might have said, hey, I'm a free agent. I may never get to this point again. I'm, I may not be with the Dodgers next year. I'm going out. And I'm going to sit there in the photo, and I'm going to be part of history. He just didn't realize what part of history he's going to be involved no, in. And, and there could be, you know, you hope, you hope, just in terms of health and safety, that this peters out. But, but it might not. The NBA, it, what is it? The, the NBA talking about Christmas. And if they start on Christmas, the amount of money, I guess the rough estimate is around a half a billion dollars. Yeah. If not, they wait another month. What do you do if there's no fan? What if, does this come down to if LeBron says, I'm spending Christmas at home this year, I'm not playing until January? Well, it, you know, it could come down to him saying that, Dan, because obviously we know the influence he has. But I'm told yesterday, last night, that there are quite a few players. Now, are the star players all aligned here? Look, if the star players are in lockstep and they just say, we're not doing this, this is crazy, we're not doing this, and here's why. I, 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 right now, if you tell me over under December 22nd, I'm going to say beyond. I, I don't see it. Um, and it's not just because of LeBron, but, again, it's, it's the, it, the, the word influencer in basketball starts with LeBron James. And I don't blame him. Now, I understand, though, that there are obligations. This is, this is being driven by my bosses and the bosses at Turner. 
I mean, this is being driven by them. I mean, and, and I understand that everybody's every, no one wants to lose hundreds of millions of dollars. But what about the rank and file players who outnumber the stars, what, 10 to one in the NBA? What about the rank and file players for whom, you know, I think it's $550,000 on average. So what about the average NBA player who has that salary? Yeah, because they're you splitting know? the 500 million Yes. With the owners. Yes, $250 million. I think I figured out it's about $560,000 a piece on average. Are those guys going to be in lockstep? Yeah. Well, by the way, what are you up to these days? Now nothing. I got no no sports at night. (laughs) I have nothing. No, you know, it's – Are you watching anything good? Not yet. So the week – the week after the NBA playoffs, maybe two weeks out now, I just sort of, you know, putzed around and tried to act like a father and help a 12-year-old with homework that I don't understand. But that's going to end quickly. So it's like you're on your own, kid. Um, so I'm waiting. Like, are we going to get scripted dramas back? I'm not a reality TV person. I don't care about reality TV. Are we going to get scripted dramas? I know This Is Us was on. Are we going to get, like, all my shows back? Am I going to have that? Am I going to be forced to read? Um, you know, this is going, Dan, this goes back to when you and I were young in high school and there wasn't sports every night that we could see. And we had to do, we had to be engaged by other things. Yes, there was sports, but not every night. There was Monday night football and then you'd have to skip out. So Saturday, right? Yeah. We didn't have stuff Tuesday through Friday. Well, that's why I think the invention of Big Monday on ESPN estab- yeah. established ESPN Sports Center, because yeah. you had big names, and then you had the Big Twelve and Big uh, the Big East, and it led into Sports Center. And back then, you didn't know what the end result was, or you didn't see the highlight, and you have a built-in audience. I I think that played a large part in being able to carry those games, and they went right into Sports Center, and then Sports Center sort of took off and became a thing. But when we were growing up, you got three minutes local. <laughs> And then you got Howard Cosell on Monday night who might show a highlight of your team. That's right. At if you were shown, that was it. You were done. You know, you were done. It was it was like a, a referendum on whether your team was relevant. <laughs> no. If Howard got in there, you were in that three minutes. You got like 30 seconds of Walter Payton goose stepping in it <laughs> for me. But but I, you know, so yeah, we got we got all this time. And I I get why. Look, the remember a year ago. There was all this talk about all oh, the Atlanta owner. One of the Atlanta owners said we should shift the season and end it in the summer. How quickly has that been knocked down? Right. I mean, the NBA can't wait to get out there. We have the NHL hasn't weighed in yet loudly and the NHL season would be going on. They'd have been, they'd have been three weeks in by now. Yeah. So what are we going to have in that way? We don't have college basketball for a while uh, until January. So it's, it's, man, I mean, this is not, it's not early pandemic dearth of sports, but it, it feels pretty empty. It feels like we're going to be stuck in this for at least another year. It does. As far as affecting sports, when you can play, how long you can play, what are the safety protocols? We're finding this out with the Big Ten. The Big Ten, it feels like fragile right now because of what happened with Wisconsin does this happen? So how long are they out? How many games do they miss? That affects all these other schools. And, yeah. and, and the Pac-12 hasn't even started yet, Mike. 
and the back to and look i mean the whole just i mean california and the fragile nature yeah. of the state and the number of teams they've got what four um i know it, it, they haven't and, and so the big 10 situation is fascinating because they decided not to build in time you know. said this is what we're going to do and, and remember dan those wisconsin quarterbacks have to sit if those positives were confirmed 21 days this ain't like the acc well, they're trying to change it, though, Mike. They're trying to say that they didn't have enough data for the 21 days. Therefore, they want to kind of rescind it. it to 14 or something? I, I, I think it feels like an amendment's happening. Yeah. <laughs> an addendum is happening soon here. Right now. Yeah. yeah this, this, this whole college football season, you're just scared. I didn't know until very late last night. Um, you want to know what I'm watching. I'm watching Law & Order reruns. I want to get through the whole 450 again. So I'm watching Law and Order reruns last night on Sundance. I, I can tell you off the top of my head which which nights are on which networks. And that something just said, even though there were no games, I, as my son said, "Dad, aren't you going to check Sports Center before you?" And I said, "No, there are no games." He goes, "Why don't you just check? You always talk about news." And I said, "There's no news." Click Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, you know what is this gonna? What is this really gonna mean now?" Uh, somehow he'll be available, I think, for the Notre Dame game. Yeah. Just somehow. <laughs> somehow. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, great to talk to you. Congrats again for 19 years putting up with yeah, Tony. Thanks. thanks for joining us. Well, thank you. And thanks. You were there at the beginning. Like you said, You, I, I remember at one point I said, Dan, should I be doing this? I know. You said, I'm sorry. Has your brain died while we're sitting here talking? I know. I said, you got your own show. Yes. Like they're giving you a show. And Tony said the same thing. He goes, they want us to just get our big fat heads on TV and yap. And then he goes, That's an exact quote. Does anybody an care? And I go, They're giving you a show, Tony. We go, owe you. No. We, <laughs> we, 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 we owe you something, at least golf. We owe you something. So thank you. Let me co host one time. I love that. You're not going to have to twist our arms for that. Yeah, I'd think the mothership. I think I'd have they, to. You're fine with the mothership now. I would I, have to I, clear I, it with them. Okay, so th- we wouldn't should it be it. great if I I just showed up one day and I didn't I didn't connect with anybody at the mothership? <laughs> would would I last the whole half hour? Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Oh yeah, we love that. Just want to make sure. All right. You're on to something. I'm ready. I'm. Let's okay. just plant the seed. One day, Mr. Tony is on vacation, and I just or show up. I'll be in his attic. I'll just show up from his attic. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. That's Michael Wilbon. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. ESPN has all top five teams on its networks tomorrow. Number three, Ohio State. Number 18, Penn State kickoff at 7.30 Eastern. That'll be on Saturday Night Football. Chris Fowler on the call with Kirk Herbstreet and Maria Taylor. College game day also live from Happy Valley at 9 a.m. Eastern on ESPN as we make way for Chris Fowler. What time or what day do you go in to uh, start doing your prep work for uh, these teams? Are, Are you Zooming interviews now? It's all via Zoom, Dan. Everything's wow. on a screen, a little dot of a camera. Usually we go in much sooner. Used to go in on Thursdays. 
watch a practice, which we were allowed access to, which was a lot of fun, in-person meetings with the players, which is one of my favorite parts of the job. Now, no practice uh, because of the COVID restrictions and everything's via Zoom. So I'm actually at home right now. We'll do Penn State's calls in a little while, then make the late journey to Happy Valley. It, it's all different this year. We've talked about this before uh, on this show about when you go in and you do an interview. Uh, Brian Greasy, when he was sitting down with Nick Foles and, you know, what's on the record, what's not. And all of a sudden, you know, Brian Greasy saying, hey, Nick Foles told me that, you know, coach has a hard time getting the plays in and all those things. Like, when do you know what is on the record and off the record when you're in these meetings, maybe in person with these coaches or players? That's a hard question. I mean, I think that they're going to be pretty guarded. So do you feel like unless they tell you, hey, don't say anything, um, we feel like it's it's good for the broadcast. I mean, I think it's very different. If I'm going to tweet something out or Kirk's going to put something on game day Saturday morning, that's a very different level of confidentiality than, hey, hold something until kickoff or don't say anything until you see it during the game. Like you might hear something in a meeting wait till the kickoff and then say, hey, they were working on that fake field goal a lot this week in practice. Well, now you've just alerted the team. It's not like they can't be aware of what's said in the broadcast, right? So, so there's some of the stuff you just hold until you see it. But we want to maintain the trust because that's an important part of it. Best coaches to sit down with that actually really gave you full access or as much access as anybody. Well, I don't know if it's the best, but one of the most surprising is Saban gives us great access. And he's got the reputation for being very, very tough with the media. But over the years, you've done so many Alabama games. I, I covered him back at Michigan State and LSU. So there's a good trust built up with our team and him. We, we are allowed inside the palace gates. We see Alabama's walkthroughs and practices before playoff and championship games, which is awesome because it's very, very helpful. Like when they did the surprise onside kick, in that game against Clemson, I had seen them practice that for two games ahead of time. And you wonder why is, why are they working on an onside kick? Like that's not an Alabama thing, but when it happened, I was ready for it because we've been allowed inside and Saban will usually talk about kind of what he did. The Tua filling in at halftime for Jalen Hurts in the championship game, because he was pretty forthcoming in the meetings with us and allowed us to press him on it. It didn't shock Kirk or myself when Tua was was put in there in the championship game against Georgia. So he, he's one of the best, and that might, might surprise you. There are a lot of them who say nothing, I'm telling you. How do you know when you can press a coach? Good question. I mean, I, you have to have a history with them. If they don't know you, I mean, being around the sport for 32 years, whether or not I've done a lot of a team's games or not, they're pretty familiar with game day. There's usually some goodwill built up, or there might be some bad will. I, I've had some some ill will built up with coaches because of stuff you say on a pregame show over the years that they didn't like. And now is there a chance to let you know that or just let you feel that? Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's you, you definitely it's just like any interpersonal communication. You kind of sense, hey, let's not go a bridge too far here because we've gotten as much out of this as you can. Two swings and a miss. I don't. I don't usually go for a third swing, right? <laughs> uh, with what happened with Wisconsin and Nebraska, like how deep does this go? You think with affecting uh, Wisconsin season, and in yeah. and as a result, the other teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, the the twenty one day sit out in the Big Ten, as you well know, you've been all over the story. Is far different from the other conferences, right? So the price that 
Mertz will pay at Wisconsin is different than what Trevor Lawrence is going to have to deal with at Clemson, assuming he comes back and isn't an ongoing situation, could still cost Lawrence the Notre Dame game. But yeah, I mean, the Nebraska, I mean, the Wisconsin-Michigan game is what's sitting out there, major showdown game. And I think it's going to affect the Wisconsin players for that. Here's the deal in the Big Ten. They just had no margin for error. There were no bye weeks to slide these games into. That's why that game is postponed and not rescheduled. And, you know, when the Big Ten presidents were sold on coming back, again, you probably know this, but they were sold that with daily antigen testing, they felt like they could be almost 100% or 100% able to prevent it from running through a team. Now, I don't know how you sell that 100% in this day and age with what's unknowable. But I think that they were surprised that there was an outbreak this early in the Big Ten season that would cost a game. I unfortunately don't think we're, we're done with that in any league. So, And I was told last night that Michigan and Ohio State were backing Nebraska to be able to schedule this game with Tennessee Chattanooga because they know they could be in a situation similar where they may lose an opponent who can't play and they want to make sure that you spice up that resume because – in particular, Ohio State wants to play for a national championship. And if all of a sudden you're playing five games or six games, that's going to have a, a, certainly a, an adverse effect on that that uh, sight test that they would get into the Final Four, wouldn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I think you, you have to be really good every week out and it, it be prepared to only play six games, seven games. And it, I've always said the schedule is a best-case scenario, and that goes for every single conference. Now, if all the contenders are nicked up, if there's asterisks through all other schedules, it may even out. But, you know, Ohio State, for example, they're playing, you know, at Illinois late in the season. I worry about these teams letting their guard down once their goals are shot, mm-hmm. right? When they're not playing for something, all the protocols, it's tough. The isolation mentally on these players, it's tough on all of us, right? It's tough on all college students, especially, and it's tough on players. And, you know, if your goals are shot and you're playing for Illinois, I'm not to say that they won't do the right thing, but that's just an example of a late season game. If they can't feel the team or they got too many positives and Ohio State can't play them, I mean, it, it's not going to help their case. That's for sure. They better look good when they have a chance. He's uh, Chris Fowler, ESPN College football and a tennis host as well. They've got Ohio State and Penn State coming up on Saturday night. Uh, Indiana over Penn State. We've come up with a new stat, Chris, game-losing touchdowns. Penn State had a (laughs) game-losing touchdown. Todd Gurley had a game-losing touchdown. What do you think of that stat? I love it. I mean, I I think it's, it's one of those deals where it's easy to blast the player, but the coaches I talk to say it doesn't matter how many times you tell a guy that. I I guess it's less, it's less uh, forgivable in the NFL, but in college, a, a guy fighting the instinct to score there, very young player, um, you know, falling down at the two is what you're supposed to do. They told him again and again, but, you know, you forget. <laughs> I think the bigger concern is you, you, you look at teams unable to sort of finish off games they should win. Yeah. And this didn't fall into that category. But Penn State fans, one of the things that's been frustrating is that you look at the games they've had leads in the fourth quarter of, of not, not a blowout where, you, where it's hard to lose the lead, but let's say it's a nine-point or less lead in the fourth quarter, and that's been called kind of a save opportunity. That's, that's happened 28 times, and 11 games have slipped away in that situation going back to 2014. That's a lot of blown leads in the fourth quarter, and they've had some close losses to Ohio State. They've been the one team in the league that's been able to hang with Ohio State. 
the, the loss to Indiana, it, it shakes people up because it makes this a virtual elimination game for them. Yeah. But they, they, they dominated the game. I'm just watching the replay of it right here. I mean, the defense was great until the last drive in regulation. The offense self-destructed a bit, but they moved the ball up and down the field. They were better than that result indicates. And they got to be a lot better than they are in that game against Ohio State. And speaking of Ohio State with uh, Justin Fields, I remember having Herbie on a couple of months ago, and I said, you know, who do you like going into the pros, Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence? And he said he liked Justin Fields. Now, I know there's an Ohio State bias, but as kids nah, go to Clemson, so. well, maybe maybe bias, just a yeah. little. Maybe just nah, a I gotta little. i got to defend my guy there. i got to defend my guy but, there. But he's, as kids go to Clemson, do you really think yeah. that he thinks Justin Fields would be a better pro quarterback than Trevor Lawrence? I don't know what he thinks. I mean, I think they're both great prospects. I mean, Fields has improved his footwork. He throws a beautiful-looking football. Trevor's Trevor. I mean, if you look at the Ohio State game last year, uh, he takes a shot. He looks like he's going to be knocked out for, like, a month comes back in the game, wins it. Um, 65 yard run against a good defense last year. I don't know what else he can do. I don't know how you can be a better looking prospect than Trevor is, but Fields is, is right there. I, I agree with him, you know, because what he can do running the ball. Um, but if there's a, a blowout, Chris, here's a topic for you. You can bring it up to Herbie during the game. Yeah, I like. I, I, I will. Br- I will bring that up because Ohio State fans would like to hear what he has to say. <laughs> that's I mean, it's hard. Listen, Dan, I, I get asked this stuff all the time. I, I got no freaking idea about Sunday <laughs> readiness. Like, I, I don't know who the best prospect is. There's guys who get paid a lot of money. I know whose livelihood depends on making these judgments, and they're wrong a lot. So why is somebody who covers college going to know? I don't. I come- but the guy Eisen gets me. We come to the draft. Who's going to be the? I don't know who's going to be the better pro. I'm going to watch him because I'm a fan of guys on Sunday who I saw play on Saturday. But I don't know who's going to be better. I mean, Burrow. I think we knew was going to be a pretty good pro. I, I'll say. That. But how do you know when somebody is milking you for information to bet? <laughs> Um, they're usually pretty transparent <laughs> and then it's easy to say, I got no idea there too, but uh, who you got, who do you like? Oh, yeah, who, do you like? Question <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who do you like? Man, do announcers hate that question? Man, the reason why my podcast is entitled who you got is because I saw John Madden get bombarded with that question a hundred times way back when I was a college student trying to hang around him. He was shooting a commercial at, at Boulder. And people, hey, John, who you got? Who do you like? His mood went from crusty to dark because he just <laughs> hated that question. And I, I filed that away. Never ask an announcer, hey, who do you like? Yeah. And, and uh, I, I try to avoid that. I, but you get it all the time. I'm sure you do, too. I, I got it from Pete Rose in the 1986 <laughs> NLCS with the Astros and the Mets at Shea Stadium. I'm with Bob Costas. And we're standing near the top step, and Pete walks by, and he goes, who do you like? And Pete was betting through – he placed some bets through the bookie that I used to bet through in, in Ohio, and I knew exactly what he was doing. And Bob and I looked at each other and when Pete left, and we just knew Pete was going to place a bet right then. No matter what we said, he was going to place a bet, but he goes, who do you guys like today? And I knew I I'm like uh, I gotta like the Mets. They're at home, and uh, I don't even think Bob answered him. And then Pete probably went and placed a bet. Probably took the that's Astros. A, that's a great story. I can see Bob not answering for sure, but I, I, I people <laughs> like to make a bet in the fourth inning, right? He'd come back in the club. <laughs> 
Uh, safe travels there to Happy Valley, and uh, thanks again for joining us, Chris. It's it's a short trip, Dan. Keep keep your fingers crossed. Oh, oh wait close. a minute, wait a minute. The Clemson starting quarterback. Now that Trevor's out, how do you pronounce DJ's last name? Uyangalale. DJ Uyangalale. Wow. Good luck with that. <laughs> Uyangalale. 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 Yeah. Well, we were. All... I, I, I try to avoid it. Like I was, I had to say it a couple times because he got in the game when we did a Clemson game, which was a blowout. I'm like, and Kirk was just like syllable by syllable. Ooh-ee-ong-a-la. It took him five seconds to say the name. We just just call him DJ. Just call him DJ. You know, that's what everybody's going to call just, him, right? Just call him A E I O U. It sounds like you're trying to, you know, you know. Sound out the vowels. It's a tricky one, for sure. Well, we, we got uh, two of us, so we, we can get this one. We got some time on this one. You do. Thank you, Chris. See you, Dan. That's Chris well. Feller. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like... A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. He's the Dodger manager, world champion Dodger manager. Dave Roberts joining us. How much sleep have you had? DP, good morning. Um, so not a whole lot. I, I've got about five hours the last couple nights. And uh, truth be told, it's because I've got this remodel going. It's uh, about a month late, and they're starting at 7 a.m. So not <laughs> what I signed up for, but it's all good. Wait, wait. <laughs> you scheduled a remodeling at, at this time? Dude, it's supposed to be done by the World Series, October 28th, Game 7. So I come back, and you know how things always get pushed back. So I got banging outside, 7 a.m. So, I mean, I, it's all good. Man. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to choke on my lobster, I guess. Hey, nobody, when's the last time you had a project that finished on time? Dude, no, I hear you. I hear you. No, that's that's on me. That's I'm all about accountability. So you know, you know, it's my wife running with this thing, but I'll take the blame. It's all good. No uh, doubt. All right. Well, congratulations. <laughs> has it has it sunk in, or when did it sink in? You know what? Um, it's still sinking in. And uh, to win that last baseball game of the season, I haven't done it in since 2004. So I'm going to let it just kind of slowly sink in uh, for as long as it possibly can. But, you know, once that last out was made, obviously I was over the moon. I was thinking about my father. I was thinking about Clayton, just in our guys. And just kind of gradually it's sinking in. And I'm going to enjoy this, DP. Give me the moment, whatever game it was, that things changed or your confidence level went up. That you knew where you were going to okay. win this. Yeah, so it, it's funny is, I, I actually, my family and I went, kind of went back and did the recap of all the series. Um, there were so many moments, you know, whether it be the Will Smith home run, the Kike, the, the double play in the NLCS that Mookie made that play, the Ozuna. Like, there's so many things that flipped um, a potential series. I think once um, I think once we got out of that double play with Trinan, I just knew we were going to win the World Series. That that uh, that double play, uh, you know, where he came in second, third, nobody out. But in the World Series, I hate to say it, but yeah, when when they took Blake Snell out, I mean, he was dealing. I, I just felt that, and Mookie looked at me and kind of smiled, and I just kind of felt the momentum shift right there, and I just knew we were going to win that night. Did you sense anything with Snell that maybe you guys were catching up to him? Did your players say anything to you that, hey, you know what, if he stays in, we're, we're, we're on top of him now? No, no. There, there, I mean, there was nothing like that. And, and I know there's a lot of criticism going on, but there was nothing like that. I mean, he was, he was on point. But, and that's what I was wondering. You know, we get married to analytics, and while you have analytics – 
you still have to make a feeling. I don't want to marry analytics. I want to date analytics, Dave. And it feels like sometimes we get so deep into it that your your gut feeling, how much gut feeling do you have when you manage? Yeah, well, a lot, a lot. And, and I, I'm going to use that one. I want to date analytics, not marry. I love that one. So um, I, I think for me, um, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, if you watch, you know, Game six right there. I thought Gosselin was going to go five innings, and it just didn't work out that way. you got to kind of go to different guys and kind of be nimble and trust your players. So, um, yeah, well said. You have to use your gut and your eyes and then also the information, all of the above. The um, situation where you had with Justin Turner where going into the game, like what did you know going into the game about his status? I knew nothing. I knew he was the starting third baseman uh, hitting third for us, and then – I think it was the middle of the seventh, uh, kind of we were hitting at the bottom of the seventh, and then our, our team president came down, Andrew, at the dugout, and this is obviously never happens, and kind of weighed me down below and said, we need to get JT out of the game. Uh, he tested positive uh, for coronavirus. And so at that point in time, I'm kind of trying to engage Justin and Andrew, and but I got to manage a game, so I get back up there, get Rios in the game, get him hot. And then, um, honestly, DP, after the game, I'm doing uh, – press conference and then we have the team picture and I run out and JT's there and we're all caught up in emotion and and I will say this is and he is a great teammate he's done so much for the city the community Um, he did not want to make it about himself and obviously it's turned about him Um, it's just a very unfortunate situation and Dan you and I have known each other for so many years where I kind of look at things from the lens of let's just hope and pray nothing happens from this um, understand that people make mistakes and you regret things you do, uh, but he didn't want to make it about himself. And let's just hope and pray nothing. You know, I don't get, you know, contracted by this and no one else does. But you're told by me. How are you told that you got to take Turner out? Are you ordered to take him out? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is like a, this is like a commissioner kind of talking to ownership, to our team president, to me saying, we got to take him out right now. And, and there's no kind of discussion. But he had already played. That's what I didn't understand. And then where does Justin Turner go? Like you say, hey, you're coming out of the lineup. You've tested positive. Where did you send him? Yeah, you know what? I think the training staff uh, took it from there, and they kind of self-isolated him in, in, a, in a training, in a separate kind of training room um, at that point. And then after that, he kind of went back to the hotel uh separate and and uh we left uh as a group and as a team and then we had to stay back as well yeah have you been tested i've been tested we, we've been tested the last uh you know every day since we got in the bubble and i've been tested every day since so all the tests that i've got up to this point uh, uh have been negative and and i guess that there's still that gestation period so we're still going to kind of obviously i'm quarantining right now so i've got a good excuse to stay at home and Stay away from people. Yeah, I feel bad that it kind of took over the World Series or the end of the World Series or summing up baseball because baseball had gone 58 days. There were no positive tests. The finish line was there. And then we didn't even know when Turner was being taken out. I'm listening to Joe Buck. Joe didn't even know why Turner was taken out. Like, it it was just kind of like crazy. It was crazy, Dan. And I'll say this, man, is like, and that is real, uh, obviously, this this pandemic, and it's kind of identified, uh, you know, our entire country and the entire world. Um, but in this moment of time, I, I just hope that, you know, it doesn't take away from the joy from so many uh, 
you know, Dodger fans that have waited 32 years. And, and again, let's just all kind of hope and pray nothing, nothing else comes of this with, with uh, Justin getting on the field. And let's make sure Justin's healthy as well. The only reaction I wanted to see in that final out is I wanted to see Clayton Kershaw's reaction. And I don't know. I didn't know if it'd be a big smile. Like, I love Mookie's smile. But when I saw Clayton, it was as if he just went, and then pointed up right? to the sky. And it was like, okay. Now I can, everybody can get on with their lives. They don't have to talk about my legacy or any of this other stuff. I, I, I was happy for him that now we can allow him to just be Clayton Kershaw again. What did you think? I, I love that, DP. And, and I'm telling you, you rewind uh, a year ago, and there's a text exchange, a phone call that Clayton and I both had after we lost to the Nationals. And, you know, I, I can't even I, – I have my own world – but with what he has, has had to deal with the last five years, that's the thing is that where you don't want to leave your house and everywhere you go and everywhere around you, people are saying this certain thing about you and you feel it, you know it. And so that's why, you know, I thought about my father uh, first and then the next person, next thing I thought about was Clayton. So to see that reaction, that emotion, the tears of joy, just for him, his family, his friends and teammates, you know, you want to do it for the Dodgers, the team, but if there's one person that we all were pulling for, and for him, it was Clayton, no doubt. Are you going to do a special wine with your red stitch of vineyard? <laughs> it always goes to wine. I love that. You know what? I haven't thought about that. Um, maybe we can kind of partner together and do this DP Doc commemorative 2020 Los Angeles Dodgers World Championship wine. I know Freddie's a good friend of mine, Freddie Couples. He's into wine. We'll kind of all get together, but I don't know. I but I know I've uh, drank a great bottle of '82 uh, Latour, Ooh. so that was that was pretty tasty. So um, life is good these days, DP. Hey, congrats! Happy for you, Dave, and uh, enjoy the off season, whatever is left of the off season here. And uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for joining us, DP. You're the best. Thank you. That's Dave Roberts, manager of the LA Dodgers. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.